0: chapter sixteen of j poindexter colored by urban s cobb this librivox recording is in the public domain ladylike as i looks back on it now after the passing of two weeks or so it seems to me i never traveled so fast and covered so much ground in all my born days as i did on the next day following immediately along after this here night before for a while you just naturally couldn't see me for the dust. In the first place, right after breakfast-time, I glides out and I scoots uptown and I puts up ten dollars for security, and thereby I borrows the loan of one of his extra spare revolvers off of a yellow-complected person named Snake-Eye Jameson which it is his habit to go round the colored districts recommending himself as the coroner's friend and acting very gunnery towards parties that he gets dissatisfied with i don't know how many folkses he's killed in his life but he must bury his dead where they falls because i ain't never had none of the gravestones pointed out to me But anyway, he goes heeled on both hips at all times. But I makes him unload her before he turns her over to me, because I is not taking no chances on having that thing going off accidental, and maybe crippling somebody. I totes this here large and poisonous-looking chunk of dark-blue hardware back to the apartment and stores it in a safe place where i can put my hand upon it on short notices then i waits till mr Dallas is in the bathroom with the water running so as to hide the sound of my voice and i goes to the telephone and i calls up miss billy's number over on riverside drive footnote it has just dawned upon jeff's volunteer amanuensis that throughout the preceding pages of this narrative jeff's more or less phonetic rendering of this word was an effort on his part to deal with the gallicized pronunciation of an english diminutive for a common proper name to wit billy end of note she must have rose early so as to have her complexion laid on so it'll get set good before she goes out for the day because it's her which answers my call instead of the maid i tells her it's me on the wire and i asks her as a special favor can i run over to her flat as soon as it's agreeable to speak to her on a very important matter she says yes so eager like it must be she's expecting i'm fetching a present from mr dallas same as i has done quite often before this She says I can come at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock and I'm at the door. She's in her sitting room waiting for me. She looks sort of disappointed when she sees I ain't brought along no flowers nor no candy nor no jewelry box nor nothing with me. But she welcomes me very kindly. I don't lose no time getting going. Miss DeWitt, I says making my voice as winning as I can. Now at you and Mr. Dallas is fixin' to get married to one another, I've been wonderin' bout what's goin' become of me in the shuffle. I appreciates at he lacks me fust rate, but he idolizes you so deeply at I knows he wouldn't keep on keepin' me ner nobody else round him widout he was sure at you lacked him, too. That's what's been worryin me the question whether you felt disposed agreeable to me and so after broodin over the matter for goin on it's nearly a week i finally has tuck the liberty of comin to speak to you bout it Yasum. jefferson she says kind of indifferent and yet not hostile i have nothing against you in fact i rather like you if your services are satisfactory to Dallas, I shall not have the slightest objection to his keeping you on as his servant. Thank ye, ma'am, I says, hearin' you say at from your own lips suddenly tex a big load off in my mind. I strives ever to please. Sides, I got a mighty winnin' way wid chillin'. I'll come in handy when it comes to heppin' out wid the nursin' and all lack at. She sets up straight from where she's been kind of half laying down, and some of that chain-gang jewelry of hers gives a brisk rattle. Children, she says, plenty startled, what in the world are you talking about? I answers back like I'm expecting, of course she'll understand. Why I says... The chillin which insures at Mr. Dallas don't lose out none in the final cuttin up of the estate, I says by now she's rose bolt upright on her feet, all that languidsome manner is fled from her, and her voice is sharper than what I ever has heard it before. What's that she says, quite snappy, what's that you are saying? Do you mean to tell me that Dallas has been married before? THAT HE HAS A CHILD, OR MORE THAN ONE CHILD, HIDDEN AWAY SOMEWHERE? Oh, NOME, I SAYS, VERY SOOTHING, NOTHIN' LACK AT. COURSE, MR. DALLAS AIN'T NEVER BEEN MARRIED. UP TWELL NOW HE'S PRACTICALLY BEEN HEART WHOLE AND FANCY FREE. YASSUM. I WAS MERELY SPEAKIN, IF YOU'LL PLEASE, MA'AM, excuse ME, OF THE CHILLIN which naturally'll be comin' long as provided for under the terms of the old gentleman's will, you know. That's all I meant. Will, she says. What will? Whose will? Here, you, give me the straight of this thing. I haven't the faintest idea what it's all about. Now, I says, acting like I'm overcome with a sudden great regret. Ain't that just like me? Puttin' my big foot in it, gablin' bout somethin' which it ain't none of my affairs. Most doubtless, Mr. Dallas, he's been savin' it all up as a happy surprise for you. And now, in my innocence and my ignorance, I starts blabbin' it foth unbeknownst. Lemme get out of yer, please, ma'am, for I gets myself in any deeper and what already I is in. She comes sailing across the floor right at me. Them big floating black eyes of hers seems to get smaller and sharper until they bores into me, the same as a pair of sharp gimblets. You stay right where you are, she says, commanding as a major's general. You don't leave this room until I get this mystery straightened out. Please, ma'am i'd a heap brother you spoke to mr dallas bout it i says pretending to be pleading hard no doubt in due time he'll confide to you all bout the way the property is tied up and bout his paw's views as pressed in the will and also bout the way the matter stands betwixt him and his twin brother mr clarence and all the rest of it twin brother she says and by now she's been jolted so hard she's mighty near to the screeching point where is this twin brother i never heard of him never dreamed there was such a person say are you crazy or am i which at do settle it i says very lamentful ef mr dallas ain't told you bout his twin brother neither it suddenly is a sure sign to me at he was aimin to preserve everything as a precious secret from you for the time bein i specs he'll jest mourn snatch me ball-hated for this miss dewitt please ma'am don't say nothin to him bout my havin give you the tip will you i don't want tips she says i want facts and i'm going to have them here and now and from you. If you want to get out of here with a whole skin, you'll quit your vague mumblings about wills, and children, and estates, and twin brothers that I never heard of before. And you'll tell me in plain words the entire story, whatever it is that has been held back from me so carefully. You tell it beginning to end. Yes'm, I says, just as you wishes, ma'am. I tries to make my voice sound like I'm scared half to death, which it don't call for no great amount of putting on, on my part, neither, because she has done shed all her laziness, and all her silkiness, and all her smoothness, same as a blue racer sheds his skin in the spring of the year, and she's done bared her real head-up dangersome self before me, just as you wishes i says only i do truss and pray at you'll protect me from mr dallas's wrath when he finds out i done spilt everything so premature lack forget it she says it strikes me i'm the one who needs protection if anybody does now without any more dodging or ducking you give me the truth understand no original embroidery of your own either the cold truth all of it and if i find out afterwards that you've been holding back a single detail from me with that she stops short and pins me with them eyes of hers i can't hardly keep from flinching back from before her if she was a hornet it'd be high time to start one of the hands off to the nearest drug store after the soothing ointments because somebody certainly would be due to get all stung up rejoiceful though i is inside of me to see how nice she's grabbed at all the hints which i has flung out to her like fishing baits one after another I'd be almost as glad if I was outside that room talking to her through the keyhole. But it's sure dependent on me to set easy and keep on play-acting and not make no slips. Things is going well, but they has got to go still better yet if she's to swallow down the main dose. End of Chapter 16